Welcome, Welcome to Show Us Your Bits. I'm Alice Rivers Cripps, the founder and creative director of Posh Totty Designs. We are the original hand stamp jewellery company, have been doing it since 2004. And I'm Josie Lloyd, a friend of Alice's, and I'm an author based in Brighton. And together we came up with the idea of a podcast about the stories behind the jewellery that people wear because we're always fascinated by the shiny bits, aren't we? We are so fascinated. And also, there are so many tales. Each week, we'll be talking to each other with some anecdotes about our lives, and we'll be introducing a special guest. We've got some great guests lined up for you. For oh, you. so many amazing guests. It's and very finding, exciting. And delving into their jewellery boxes and finding out the story behind the keepsakes that they really love. Behind their bling. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> Hello, Alice. How are you doing this week? having a bit of a chaotic week actually it's um it's all go at this end i'm basically designing a whole new collection at the moment just before christmas at the same time as trying to deal with everything that goes along with running a business at your busiest time of year so i thought i'd pull out my jewelry box i'm just we're just having a little rummage through it you've got all sorts of things in here you've got an egyptian charm i had one of these my cleaner when i could afford a cleaner back in the day in london she bought me one from her and a trip to egypt i've got one of those this is from when i went to egypt and it's um and it's my name in hieroglyphics and i absolutely love it oh that's lovely Um, from when i was 11 there's a thimble I've just been sorting out There's my mum and dad's house. I've got loads of stuff like this. Thimble, keys. What? So are you trying to find inspiration for your new um, collection? Is that well, your so, plan? Um, well, just, I really, really love old charms. And, oh, what's you know, that this fella? One, oh this, my God. There's, so this a, there's like a picture. Old, there's an old, it's a really it's old. Like, he's a really stern looking boy on one side. And then on the other side, it's a boy in a big boater hat. And he just looks absolutely gorgeous. And I just love Those this. Are somebody's... And I bought that from an antique shop. And, it, and I always thought, oh, I'll change the photos over. But I think they're so beautiful. I think that's somebody's sons, isn't it? It's yeah, beautiful that somebody would have sent. It's on quite a long gold chain. How interesting. Yeah, I love all beautiful. this stuff, all this sort of... T- you've got a lovely leaf brooch here. Um, all sorts of things. So how far, I've, got, how... I've got bone from Tonga of a oh, whale. Um, goodness. It's kind of all sorts of... Crucifix. Lots of relics. Lots Ooh, and lots of relics. Lockets and a coin. What's this 50p coin? Oh, look, an old 50p. A 50p in a, coin in a... In a Oh, so this is when Oliver was born. Oh. So, um, yeah, so I stuck a 50p coin in the bottle of champagne that we had, which is lucky. So that's the thing is I just really want to do something to do with luck. You know, okay. a collection that kind of, I want to kind of work with mantras and lucky charms. You know, like I've got a wishbone here. Oh, I like a wishbone. Um, I like a four-leaf clover as well. I love I've a got, I've clover. got a four-leaf. Can you do a four-leaf clover necklace, please? Yes. A rough, a and then the, the hands. I've got a lot of hands. I didn't realise. I think I've got a bit of an obsession with hands. You know, and I yeah, I agree. I think I think four leaf clover, I think a dice, a lucky dice and a little shoe. Oh look, and look at shoe. this. This is very cute. This is it's a little glass bottle and it's got a message in it saying, Alice, the funniest person I know, you've been an amazing friend through thick and thin, you inspire me in everything you've achieved. Love from Suzanne. Yeah, oh, that, that's she had beautiful. that hung on a tree on her wedding and she basically wrote a separate one for every single person that was a guest at the wedding and it had these little kind of messages in a bottle and I just thought that's so beautiful. That's that a I've very cute thing. And it. actually, we have got a very good friend of yours on as our guest today, the lovely Henny Swan. But how did you meet Henny? So I met Henny because her daughter, Ava, and my son, Rupert, became best friends when they were tiny, when they were still babies. Oh. And at nursery, they used to roll into each other. And so before they could talk, before they could do anything else, they used to roll into each other. And then that we kind of the friendship kind of started there and it's carried on ever since. And they're still best friends. And I always thought that they would kind of maybe 
go off each other at some point because one's a boy, one's a girl. And as they got older, they might kind of separate, but they still seem to be the best of friends. And they're 13 now, so. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. That's lovely. Well, let's get Henny on, shall we? Yes. Henny Swan, welcome to Show Us Your Bits. Thank you very much. This is a bit of a personal one because Henny Swan is one of my best friends, but she has got an amazing necklace that um, that has a really great story. So I wanted to get her on the show. Yeah, um, can I, I'm very intrigued, Henny, by your Henny Swan name because actually I'm a bit of a magpie when it comes to names, okay. and I've got an I've got a sign in my kitchen that says "Careful, or you'll end up in my novel." And I have to say, I might have to nick your name for a novel because it's a it's great Henny name, Swan, isn't it? Can we talk me through where Henny Swan comes from? Can I just say that my daughter doesn't have my surname, Ava, and Ava Swan is the best name ever. So I've made her promise that if she ever gets famous, she has to use Swan as her surname. Ava so I think Swan. it's lovely. Ava I love it. Swan. Yeah, yeah, there, she's it going is, in as well. Yeah, she's going to be a ballet dancer. <laughs> yeah, marvellous. Okay, talk me through it. Yeah, well, we, we are obviously Swans. And, and actually, it's a bit of a bizarre one. I'm not quite sure why I'm called Henny Swan. And nor is my mum, and I did ask her because I grew up about two miles away from a village called Great Henny, in which there is a pub called The Swan, which is known as The Henny Swan. So I I did ask mum, like, yeah, a while ago, and I just said, why did you call me Henny Swan? Was it after The Henny Swan? And she said, I don't know. So she doesn't even know. So I'm just like, <laughs> she call you Henrietta? Well, actually, d- Dad's choice was Henrietta because he's a bit of a Francophile. Right. He loves Fran- France and French and all of those things. So I got called Henriette Henrietta. Wow. And that's that one. Oh, but, there we are. Yeah, but I don't use it. I don't use Henrietta. At My all. bit that I'm excited about Henny Swan, just interrupting, is that <laughs> Henny got married earlier this year. At which, congratulations to you, by the way. Congratulations. Um, and um, I got to organise, with Kirsty, I got to organise the hen party. And when you're given somebody called Henny Swan, <laughs> it becomes <laughs> such... A a joy please tell me you went as hens as <laughs> we swans. all went dressed as chickens <laughs> and we made henny look like a beautiful swan and it was an amazing it day. was a stroke of genius it was so much fun i kind of knew it was coming because yeah. it, it had goes, to but, it's know. obvious um, but every single last detail so i was dressed up as a swan i had a t-shirt printed with a swan i had a tutu i had swan wings and <laughs> Swan yeah. ears. I'm not quite sure how that worked out. Anyway, I've got it at home. Um, but the, but the, like every last detail, like we went to a beach hut and had sandwiches, and there were chicken sandwiches, and oh, egg sandwiches sweet. made lovingly by Kirsty. So that that was yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, what it was, was fun! It was and fun. I saw some pictures of your wedding, and it looked absolutely beautiful oh, because you did it at you. the you had your reception at the I360. Is that right? No, or oh, just underneath or oh, seahorse. That's right. So, so just yeah. just down there. But I saw beautiful pictures of the sea in the background. Oh, oh incredible! Incredible well. venue. Anybody coming. To Brighton, go to the Seahorse. If you're getting married, do it at the Seahorse. They were incredible. If you were having a roast, if you're, you know, I mean, they were. It was. It, it was just anything. It was having a, a glass of rosé. Venue. Beautiful venue, and just we walked in. We went on a, a little bit of a route master bus ride around the downs after which the ceremony. Was incredible. Which was hilarious. Never and I sat in the back and snogged. Oh, which, <laughs> as you should do fun. when you've got a new yeah, husband. It was exactly. It was brilliant. Um, it was then, so lovely though because they had canapes and they had oh, fizz and they had everything, and then they yeah. took us round all the sites of Brighton and that we kind of don't really see when you're, yeah, you know, yeah. when you live here. Drove through the downs up the hill very slowly and there was like a stretch of about 50 cars behind us oh. as well. But yeah, walking into the seahorse, the sun was going down, the sunset, beautiful flowers, the whole thing, it was great. It was... Talk us through a bit about what you do for a living, Henny, because you've got mm. a very interesting 
job. Yeah, so I have I run a company with a couple of friends, which is an accessibility consultancy, which most people are like, what what is that? But uh, essentially what we do is we work with um, people who, or companies that own websites, mobile applications and other technology to make it accessible to people who are disabled. Oh, okay. So it might be making sure that uh, iPlayer can be used by someone who's blind or uh, by somebody, um, you know, you can bank, you can use your bank if you're blind or if you have mobility problems or you only use your voice to navigate around a website or a mobile application. So, yeah, we look at the design, we look at the code. It's so important. And yet, you know, for for us, we don't realise it's kind of such a necessity, you know, but it, it, it... it stops someone working. You it know, does. They can't do anything. Right. They can't you, function. You can't, can't do anything really... independently. You can't no. bank. You can't write a love letter. You can't read a letter. You can't do your shopping. Anything like that. So it's yeah, it's fundamentally important. And and often we think, oh, you know, people with extreme disabilities, but actually it affects us all. So do you think that it must be quite daunting for people who have who have been disabled and they have lived in our generation where we've seen all this technology come through in our lifetime Mm. has it because we kind of think we automatically think that technology think makes things easier for people but that's possibly not the case is it that sometimes when things go online Mm. you know if you've been used to walking into your bank and writing a check and handing it over to the teller and talking Mm. to somebody that that whole process and I find I mean, I'm a bit of a... It's back techni- to the isolation. It's, a, yeah, bit, it's a bit of a... Te- I'm a bit of a technological dunderhead, but even I find some of the apps and some of the difficult things oh, that you massively. do. And also that whole thing where you're just trying to do something simple and now you've got to sign into an to oh, a password yeah. and you've got and it's all the mending all it's that rubbish. oh it's, it drives me crazy yeah absolutely but I mean it, it does affect absolutely everybody I mean there's a thing called usability which is just making technology more usable for everybody then accessibility is specifically about things that may really negatively impact someone who's disabled but I, I think we're all the same we're all pretty challenged when it comes to using a new type of technology or switching to something new cognitively it, it kind of gets you but I would actually say that um, accessible technology makes the world accessible to people. So, you know, a website is arguably the easiest thing to make accessible. It's easier than making TV accessible, radio accessible, cars, the whole lot. And it opens up the world. It opens up your world. It's your access point. And there's amazing apps out there to help people navigate the world and access it in a way that's comfortable to them because actually it's the world that disables people so that's the ethos of our company it's you know we put people first that's you know it's people driven design what's quite interesting is that you also have people with disabilities within the company working within the company so that they are actually they are actually road testing it and know know whether it yeah because i mean you know it would be difficult for you to be able to necessarily oh, know totally. what... Yeah, I mean, so. we've, we've got people, you know, permanent disabilities, so all the things you might expect, so someone who might be blind, um, people with temporary disabilities, so somebody who has uh, problems with their hands, so occasionally they'll be using voice input, you know, but yeah. sometimes they'll be, they'll be absolutely fine. And then and then there's the, the disabilities that affect all of us in that situation also, might be using a mobile phone outside and it's really, you know, glaringly light or... You know, there's apps that I can use on my phone at home when I'm on the sofa with my reading glasses on. But if I'm out running and I look at my phone, I can't use them because yeah. the font size is too small or it's too light or whatever. So we all we're so all affected. We're all yeah. affected. Yeah. So. How amazing. Well, we're delighted that you're here because you've got some bits to show us. Can you show I us have. your bits? <laughs> Um, and um, and because we're all about the stories behind the 
jewellery. And you've got a really funny story behind one of your pieces of jewellery. So what what does it say on it, first of all? It's, Describe the piece of jewellery okay. first. Well, it's a, a, a necklace. It's a little gold necklace with a little gold disc on it. Yeah. And it's been hand-stamped yeah. by the person on my left here. Yes. <laughs> and it says CYK. CYK, so the letters CYK. Which Correct. only Henny and her family will know. And mm-hmm. what does CYK stand for? CYK is a bit of a family motto or acronym, if, um, and it stands for Consider Yourself Kissed. Oh, <laughs> Consider Yourself, that's so mm, sweet. It's where where has that come from? So that comes from my great uncle Ray, who was quite the character, larger than life, um, very old school, three-piece suit i'm sure he had a pocket watch and all of that kind of thing i know can i just say he reminds me of toad of total which he's probably nothing like toad of total <laughs> but whenever you tell me the story oh. i always think <laughs> but I, he, he was very yeah you would say very jolly very lovely man um and he he used to say it so we we once a year we'd be invited up to london to see great uncle ray and mum's cousin Janie. And Uncle Ray would take us out to a very posh restaurant for lunch and Janie would take us to the theatre. And it was when we were flat out broke, lived in Essex. Mum would drive in her beat up old car. I remember one one year it was raining and uh, the dashboard was leaking. <laughs> and we had those, do you remember those yogurts? Those ski yes. yogurt pots? Yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. So my sister was, was catching all the water coming through to throw out the window, but she couldn't open her window because of course that was broken. So she'd pass it back to my brother and I to tip the water out the window. Anyway, we'd go for this beautiful lunch and then um, Great Uncle Ray would go home and then we'd go on to the theatre or cinema. But this larger-than-life man would kind of pour himself into this tiny mini and then he'd sort of wave out the window and he'd hand out a fiver to us each and he'd go, CYK, CYK, consider yourself kissed. Because he didn't really do... Physical, physical affection. affection. Yeah. What a lovely thing. It's big magic. CYK. Yeah, CYK. I just think it's CYK, darling. Yeah. CYK. A couple it's of like fivers a... fluttering in the wind. But I did. Uh, I said to mum, I said, why, why, why did he say that? And, and she reckons it was because he was a prisoner of war. Ah. Um, so he was incarcerated, Second World War, for the last few years. And yeah, didn't, didn't really do affection after that. But was the most incredibly generous and hilarious and lovely man. Oh. And so you've got a CYK necklace that's oh, very cute. Yeah, well, that that's the other thing. Lockdown, it was, it was some point, I think it was lockdown one, and uh, I was with my daughter in lockdown, just us two, in a tiny little flat, and it was really hard. Like, everybody had their highs and lows, right? And I think we'd just sort of hit a bit of a low. And I, I can't remember telling you, but I must have then next time I saw you, you just gave me this amazing necklace, which I was, it was probably the best thing I've ever been given. And, uh, but then it, it, the story carries on, actually, because then that Christmas, of course, we couldn't go and see family. And my poor mum was all by herself. So I just got everybody, all the women in the family, a CYK necklace. Oh. So that got all sent out. So it was a posh totty Christmas. It was. Oh, and I it bet was. they all loved it. They do. They oh. love it. They love it. And I've given them all swan signet rings as well. I so. love the swan signet <laughs> ring. I've noticed that. That's really yeah. cute. That was also, that is now yeah. one of our designs, but that was originally a, a, a swan for yeah. the swan. Yeah. Oh. So, um, so all now, us girls got swan signet rings. And you've got a swan necklace. I know. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and you, like Alice, you like a layer of a necklace. Well, I've, yeah, I've learnt. I've learnt. You are doing did, very um, well. I'm very yeah, impressed. Yeah, yeah, I did say to Alice, can you put that Can you put that out in a newsletter, like how to do layering? 
and I did last week. Yeah, I, know, I, did. <laughs> I read it and everything. Woo! Um, oh, I need to read that because I because I I put layering on and then I they get all twisted up. Yes. Well, I mean, yes, mine yes. do as well. And you know, we just had a photo shoot the other day, and actually, all the pictures are of me, and and you know. It all looks lovely and they've made me look amazing. They've made me look like the best me I could ever possibly look you like. You do look fabulous. I do. Pictures, I'm really like, wow, that doesn't look like me. You look fabulous but, too. Oh, thanks, though. <laughs> That's why I have your... <laughs> But all my necklaces are all tangled. So it's like, you know, the devil's in the detail. It's like, it's great that it's a photograph, mm. you know, for my brand. But obviously it's not great if your necklaces look all tangled. So, you know, it doesn't always work out. But oh, it's I do. real life though, isn't it? But I do like to wear big level layers of chains but it's kind of something I've done I've always done rather than something I have to be quite careful of how low I go because I always get snagged on the door handle or on the corner of a table as I stand up so this is as low as I can go I'm basically kind of yeah so you've gone 24 inch there oh okay yeah (laughs) that's a technical term but you could go 30 you could go all the way down (laughs) so um talking of the car though I was also thinking about my um when um my uh mother used to drive me when I, I got an art scholarship to um, boarding school and my mother used to drive me to school in her Morris Minor called mm-hmm. Wonderful Wonderful Car Jemima. You had a song but I won't sing it but she um, she used to drive me there with my granddad's old trunk in the back you know like everyone had really nice oh, shiny yeah, leather trunks yeah, I had this old battered one that I would love you know it was it was beautiful but at the time it was really embarrassing because mm-hmm. it was like completely battered and had stickers and you know everything over it and labels over it and then I remember that my first day at school and the headmaster came to open the door for my mum and uh um and he was like trying to open the door and he was like hanging off this door trying to open this door and she was like no 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 no, no. it doesn't work it doesn't work it, I can't get out that way so he went no worries no worries and he went all the way around to the past door and then he opened up the passenger door and then she had to climb (laughs) but she said he didn't even flinch she said he was such a true gentleman that he was like oh yes and welcome to the school and it's always a look trying to climb over a gear (laughs) in an old morris minor as well so yeah he was yeah it was lovely how wonderful henny we're doing um this this season of our podcast we're mm-hmm. calling it seasons because we're pretending we're posh with mm-hmm. like multiple podcasts but anyway have you got a story or something that you can share from your life because you've made some really big decisions it would be quite inspiring to find out how you feel about what it means to be bold oh that's a challenging one um i'm a massive introvert and it's little things i can't be bold about so um, I think it's the big things where I quite often surprise myself and you just reach in, don't you? You just reach in and you find it. So I think starting the company was was bold, but I have to say I, I started it with, with uh, wonderful people um, and they, they've kind of really driven it. But I think in my personal life, it's it's getting out of a, a relationship that perhaps wasn't, well, wasn't the right thing and was very difficult and I think the inspiration there is you've got to be bold for yourself, but it was really being bold for my daughter yeah. and going, you know what, this is this is not right for anybody. Um, and I knew it would be a long journey and it was a long journey and it was a hundred times harder than I ever, ever anticipated. And I think when you go through one of those situations, when you go through a divorce, no matter how many amazing people you have around, and I know that you've had your, your stuff, Joe. Um, and I had Alice around and stuff, but ultimately it's the most 
isolating and lonely experience ever. Yeah. No matter of advice or support. But but yeah, I mean it was a bold move. Um But you've come out the other side. That, yeah, and everyone everyone's come out the other side, you know, dare I say it. Everybody's happy. So yeah. that's good. That's good. But And life's too short, ultimately. Life's too short. Life's too short. And there's no point just sort of rolling over and giving up and going, I'm just gonna accept this. You've you've got to move on. But I think that interestingly, that isolation that you felt and the, the kind of moving out of something where you you've taken those bonds away and you've mm. you're on your it does leave you free for other things to come into your life and your wonderful husband has it come does. into your life. Tell tell us how he came about because that's just the most <laughs> wonderful story. It's a very romantic story. Well he came about oh God, he knows the numbers. Twenty nine years ago. <laughs> so we we were at university together um and went out for four or five years on and off um and it was yeah absolutely right person but wrong time um so we split up and he he went right enough of that and went to thailand for 20 odd years uh set up a company was incredibly successful happy we didn't you know we kind of we kept in in touch a little bit like there would be a, a coup in thailand and i'd facebook him and go you all right yeah <laughs> yeah fine thanks <laughs> that'd be it um and then after I got divorced, um, he just sort of popped back up. His uh, family lives in Brighton. We reconnected and literally that was it. That was it. So we uh, got back together and we kept it quiet for a year because we were like, this is a bit crazy. Are we really sure about this? And I was just like, I wasn't even going to start dating or even thinking about it. So we kept it to ourselves for a year to really kind of figure it out and... Um, and then the rest is history. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. How did he actually propose? How did you decide that you were going to get <laughs> married? Well, I think um, Ava had been niggling him a little bit. And uh, he had to... And just... Rupert. And Rupert. Okay, <laughs> Rupert, Alice's son, Ava's best friend. Um, so how did he propose? It was lovely. Um, he incorporated Ava into it all. So it was my birthday. Um, and uh, I was opening presents. I think I just opened a woolly hat which I had on my head, and he had a, a ribbon that was round another present that he had on his head, and then he just got down on one knee and, and proposed with Ava there. Oh. So it was all very kind of chilled out, really snuggly lovely. and nice, and, and it was midweek, and Ava had the day off, I had the day off, and we just... And then he the came pub. to meet us. Yeah, went to the <laughs> pub, went out for dinner, and yeah, it was very, very kind of snuggly and low-key. He sounds so, wonderful and absolutely right. So you, your move to be bold really paid off in the end. It did pay off. And you know what? I think I was pretty bold with Nev as well because um, just after we sort of started to see each other, I wrote him a letter and I said, this is it. I, I've, I've un I understand the definition of love now and that is your part of me. So here oh. I am. I'm yours if you want me, but if you don't, that's okay. Oh. I'm a big girl, I'll move on. But um but yeah, that's fortunately useful. he did, so that's good. Well, congratulations. That and was long, a really bold move. That was amazing. Long, long May. Love you. You're an absolute inspiration. Thank, Thank you, you ever so much for coming on, show us your bits and showing us your beautiful necklace. And I love that. I will be taking that forward. <laughs> Consider yourself kissed. Yes. Isn't do it? it. Fabulous. That's, you know, that's gotta be the that's got to be the name of yeah. the episode, definitely. Yeah. Thank you both. Consider yourselves kissed. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, 
lovely Penny, wasn't she? Inspirational. Such a sweetheart, honestly, she's so lovely. And I love Consider Yourself Kissed. I think it's one of the sweetest messages ever. Isn't it? Just, yeah. I think we should say that. There should be a Everyone bit of a... should say CYK. Okay. CYK. CYK, darling. CYK. CYK. Well, what a fun, fun episode this has been and lovely to spend a bit of time in the basement in our matching boiler suits. With, with my jewellery box. <laughs> with your jewellery box and Henny. Um, and until next time... Consider yourself kissed. Consider yourself kissed on Show Us Your Bits. Please do like, subscribe, share, leave us a review and do look at all of our pictures that you're going to post yes, on I'm our Instagram. Post all up. And also, if you have any, you know, go, go over to your jewellery box, have a dig inside and see if there's anything that means anything. Because I think most people, there is something special inside those boxes. Um, but it's lovely to hear from you in any case yes. Yes. So do contact us at show us your bits podcast uh, on Instagram and on Facebook and we will see you soon but yes. in the meantime do like and share and we will speak to you soon till next time ta-ra ta-ra